Nah. Nah. Oh, that that picked up at the beginning. Yup, I was hoping to get you randomly making noises. Uh, I, I do that 90% of the time. <laughs> Yet when I edit, there's so many weird pauses I have to remove for you. I know you've said it before, Camper was on or off air, was the... When you, when you can't think of, like, what to say, you need to, like, collect a thought rather than go, like, mmm, uh, or, like, make a noise, it'll just go silent. Yeah. So when I do my edits, especially towards the end where we get a lot more into a subject, I right. don't find I have to do as much cutting or cleaning up as the beginning half. Mm-hmm. But towards the end, when you really get into, like, a really good event of, like, points, I'll be listening while I'm, like, maybe checking Twitter or maybe, like, playing a, game, a really absent-minded game on my phone. Yeah. But I'll just get a moment of, like, you saying something really prophetic and really good and then, like... A really long pause where I'm like, I have to stop my game and go, yeah, that was way too long. Yeah, I used to fill those pauses, like, you know, with the ums and ahs. And... Which I still do, because I cut this out yeah, all the time. Yeah, people do it, and I don't know, I don't want to, like, put myself at this level above, but I remember hearing somewhere, it's like, it sounds better if you just if you just wait and you think, and I'm like, I guess I adopted that as a habit, but for a podcast, it doesn't work as well, because, you, you know, it's not good to just have the dead air and be like, you're probably gonna edit that a little bit. But I might, okay. I might leave it in for the. You point might leave that one. Yeah. See, that's the point. That was that was integrated into the conversation. Was, it wasn't just was me, it. me thinking of things. Actually, speaking of integrated, uh, well, first things first. I do edit both of us a lot, and I find it easier to edit around silence than to edit my ums and ers because I tend to like kind of cut in a really weird spot and like make it link together, which is understandable. And luckily, uh, Kishi, our editor who goes through this afterwards, kind of cleans up those weird clicks of mine, which yeah. is fantastic. We love him. Yeah, good for him. We should probably shout out like. We thank Andrea every episode for doing our avatars, who we still love, and I'm still, like, super flattered she listens to our show and, yeah, like, talks that, to us. That's cool. Like, that's such a cool connection. Like, I can't wait to go to RTX one day just to go, like, meet her and, like, buy her a drink and be like, you're awesome. That would be awesome. But at the same time, we have an audio editor who goes through the show and really just does, like, like, I'll do the, the edit for, like, getting rid of the long pauses or, like, one of us tells a story or goes on a rant that doesn't really need to be there. I'll cut them out because they're either, like, looking back, it's little too personal or like doesn't need to be brought Just, up kind of things yeah not yeah. not the right place or things like that that's it for sure uh whereas kishi or sebastian really just goes through and gets rid of any weird ticks or pops or like weird background hums of like the fans on or something yeah he does the more technical uh, side levels out the audio so if there's like weird spikes or someone's too quiet it picked it all comes to better uh, fantastic job he does yeah no he does he does do a good job and you know that like having done podcasts in the past where it was literally just me speaking into my computer going on garage band and just like leaving it this is what it is to this you know using logic pro having the editing after it's a very different experience uh than what i'm used to it's like in a good way obviously it's like this is a whole new whole new level and it's it's quite it's quite like cool to be a part of and like you know we were just talking before this start is that you're like you're sort of on the editing side of it and then i'm the one who posts always the comment you know the question on 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 facebook or twitter or whatever uh, to get people to to participate and we got some good stuff for this week we're obviously going to get to that a little later so it's exciting we got a good operation going on and whether this takes us somewhere or it doesn't it's you know it's always a good time it's happy it's fun Mm -hmm. uh to kind of go on that subject to continue with uh podcasts uh, a podcast I listened to today did something very bizarre. Okay. Uh, it's called Welcome to Night Vale. I don't know if I brought it up before, but the premise essentially is it's a local radio station for this little town called Night Vale. Right. That is basically like a, a fictional town where just like the most bizarre shit happens that is normal. 
like a member on the PTA there is a glowing cloud that rains at animals. And this is just an accepted fact. Like it's normal. Like that is a, you know, clouds have kids that go to school too. Huh. Yeah, like it, it, it's never brought to light that it's weird or different or strange. It's just a really fun show and they do a lot of cool stuff. But this, so today I was at the gym and I turned on the episode. There's always a little intro from the creator. And he says, this week's episode is very special. It requires headphones to work properly. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like, I'm thinking I've listened to Rooster Teeth's Bineuro podcast. Ever do one of those? Um, no. But it's something I'd like to try one day if we read the equipment for it. Okay. Um, but what it did, though, was it played the entire episode only on the right channel. Right. And encouraged you to remove the left earphone. And a part of the story of this episode was a creature had gotten loose and was hunting down a listener anywhere the radio could possibly reach. And it was, like, encouraging you to listen to the town around you and, like, kind of, like, point sounds out you may have not expected and, like, write creepy stories into the world around you. Like, at one point, it's, like, trying to describe the breathing of the creature and it's, like, cup your left ear and then, like, lift and close it over and over again to get, like, that whooshing sound. That's exactly what it sounds like. Don't worry if anyone sees you doing this and, like, oh, no, someone spotted you. Pretend it was an itch. Uh, they didn't buy it. They now think you're insane. You should probably leave this room. Yeah. And at one point, like, it's, what if it's, this whole time it's been on the right of you. Switch to the left headphone. And you have to switch headphones and take the other one out. And it's like, switches to the left side. And I was just, like, so baffled by this. It was such a weird wow, concept. It's almost like an augmented reality experience right there. It was mental. It? But I just thought it was really fun. And I like the idea of, like, one day when we eventually have a two-mic setup. If we both recorded separately and did a left and right channel each. Oh, that'd be interesting. Kind of weird, but I think we have a fun little experiment. Yeah. You know, it's always fun playing around with just the, the technicalities and, and things like that. Just mm-hmm. seeing seeing what we can do. It's almost like, you know, with music or with film or with art is that people try these different things. And why can't podcasting sort of open itself up to those experimentations, right? You know? Yeah, I like that. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's got to be us, or, you know, I'm not saying... Eh, if the opportunity arises for us to try something new and different without going crazy or breaking the bank, I don't see why we don't. That's it. Speaking of uh, breaking the bank, I bought us some Grolsch beers today. I was having trouble reading the font. It's a nice cursive, and I was like, yeah. it is Grolsch, I think. Yes. Yeah, I feel like we have had this before on a previous episode. It's just the, the uh, store I went to... Didn't have that huge of a selection. I only wanted a, a couple tall boys each. Mm-hmm. And the, the grocery store that I went to didn't have too much in the way of, of that type of selection. So I just, I didn't really want to stick around too long. I just grabbed, grabbed the Grolsch. I knew it's a proven, proven good commodity. And I it, it's, 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 it's a lot. I call it the standard beer. It is like the, if you pour this in a glass, it just looks like the beer you'd see in like the Simpsons or any other show. That's it. It's beer. It, it is it is the beeriest of beer. There's no, like, red or blonde. Or it's, it's that goldy orange color, and it tastes like beer. It is beer for beer's sake. Yeah, it's it. Beer but for it beer. isn't a bad thing. I don't think... Uh, I think no, like, that can be said as a bad thing. I can it. see it being spun that way, but it shouldn't be. You know, on the subject of that, like, we talked about our gatekeeping on the Emojis podcast. Which I'm still bit. hooked on. I'm it's still checking it so cool, frequently. It's a cool subreddit. It's the same thing with beer, is that it's like... Why does an average, just easy-to-drink beer have to be frowned upon? Why did you, Why do we all need to drink, like, quadruple IPAs that shrivel your asshole <laughs> every sip, you know? Um, you know, it's, it, 
there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, but it's not for everybody. Not everyone's going to be into the, the, the IPAs or I think now the stout is what everyone's crazy about. Not everyone's going to be into that. And so if I want to sit here and drink just like a basic lager, nothing, nothing too fancy about it, but it's still a good drink. And it's just at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, I, I want to unwind and just have a regular beer. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Speaking of beers, though, actually, a uh, fun little thing. You received a text probably a few days ago from my soon-to-be wife asking for beer suggestions, no? I did. I did receive that text. Do you recall the answer you provided? Yes. Which were? Uh, Alexander Keith's Red. Yep. And I believe I, it was Alexander Keith's Blonde. Yep. So we had been debating beers. I think Stu was over at the same time, and we were... Uh, listing some options, and I think I had suggested, um, I, I suggested a red, I can't remember what, though, and a blonde, I can't remember what, honestly, or a white, uh, a blonde and a red. Right. Um, and we were all like, yeah, that's pretty good, pretty good. And then Paula was like, I'm gonna ask Waxman, he's usually pretty good at this kind of stuff. And that is not the beer we're getting for the wedding. <laughs> so, you, you have chosen my beer, the beer of my wedding. I have, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've made a mark. It's funny because... The way, like, I'm going to bring up the text message because the way Paula brought it up was okay. referencing the Emojis podcast, right? Really? Where we did talk oh, wow. about beer. Because here's what she said. She said, as a strong beer drinker, I have a question for you. We need to choose a blonde and a red for a wedding. And I was literally, I had just finished listening to that podcast. Like, not to that podcast, but the part in the podcast where we talked about me saying, I'm not a strong beer drinker. I like blondes <laughs> and reds. And literally, not like two minutes later, she texts me. I'm like, "Did you? Are you like, where are you?" I think too. She told me she had just listened to that episode on the way home. Yeah, so that's pretty funny. I didn't and think I of that. like, I was listening to that episode. And I literally that part of the episode had just finished. <laughs> and I'm like, this is weird. This is one of those like glitch in the matrix moments. Those moments are always so bizarre. Those little things like that. They are. They are. I mean, it's a subreddit too. I don't. I don't subscribe to it. But. Oh, it's it's one of those ones I'll read when I'm like just like, today is a good example. Sitting at the SAAQ for our few non-Quebec listeners. That's our version of the DMV. Just uh, a shitty. Just just a shitty. I can I tell you what I walked in there today to do? Yeah. So as I may have mentioned previously, I finally got a driver's license. <laughs> Thank I'm you. clapping. Thank you. It is a good. It's you know better late than never. Uh, exactly, but I do, and I will go into that a little more actually because I did go for my first drive finally, and I have a funny story there as well. All right, I'll have to pull up my phone for that one. So, uh, that was a weird pause. I'll cut that out. So okay. SAQ, I called a few days before when I got my per- the the actual driver's license in the mail because they marked I need glasses. I've since had LASIK surgery, so I don't need them anymore. I obviously didn't wear them on the test. Can you just reissue one? They're like, no, you have to go down to the SAQ and do a vision test and uh. like really do this all officially. And I'm like. I have documentation proving I paid for LASIK, and it's on me. They saw me do the test without glasses or contacts. Really? So I got there at like 10 to 12, sat there until almost like 1.15, just to go up and have her go, uh, yeah, so I'll do the vision test. And she goes, well, do you have, you have the document there? I'm like, yeah. She goes, that's good enough. Didn't even look at my phone where I had the document. Just took my word for it. <laughs> and she's like, can you read? And she like, and I, she like basically pulled out an iPad and goes like, Basically, like, in the biggest possible fucking font that could exist. Can you read this? P, D, good enough. Go over there. And we'll, we'll take a picture again. So I'd wait another 20 minutes, take a photo, and they'll send me a new one. Oh, God. So it was an hour and a half of my day just to read two letters off a screen and get my license resent to me. 
Ugh, I hate that place. Yeah, that's, uh... I mean, on the subject of terrible Quebec-slash-Montreal infrastructures or systems, I, uh, as you know, I work downtown now. Downtown yes, Montreal. you change locations. You work for the same company, but you move. Yes, I still live out in the, uh, in the West Island, so there's a lot of highway between, you know, work and home. And last night I went to a concert after, well, after class, let's say, cause, you know, school is downtown too. Which concert? Uh, Young the Giant. They were in town? They were in town last night. Didn't we see them once together also? Yes. We that was did. a good show. A couple, a couple years ago. It was a good show. Still a good show. I'm anyway, glad. the time came to drive home and it's like 11 at night. And so I'm driving on one highway and the highway I usually take is blocks. I'm like, okay, cool. I could take the other highway. I could take the 20. My exit on the 20 was also blocked. Oh, God. And I was like, holy fuck. I just want to get home. At this point, I was just so stressed. And I think I think it added... Like, it's not a great story. Not the way I told it, at least. But it added, like, a good 15 minutes onto my commute. Just all that. Probably even a little more. Maybe 20 minutes. I'm just like... And God knows you had to slow down and merge lanes somewhere, which caused a small traffic jam. There was. That's it. Like, even on the 20, they went down to one lane at one point. And so I was in traffic at 11 freaking 15 p.m. on a Tuesday night. That is ridiculous. I had that one of the days when I was driving home from uh, from the city when I was still, like, permitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, We got one of those, too, where it was, like, a really, like delayed merge of like three lanes into one on the highway yeah and it was just like i I never like as a new driver i never understood how frustrating it really could be when you're the one driving yeah that's it and then how sore your ankle gets trying to like hover over the brake and the gas like just bouncing back and forth between them like ever so slightly Mm -hmm. oh my god it was dreadful so i understand oh sorry that's okay. Yeah, I understand. And this city, though, is really, like, it's a buddy of ours. I don't know if you saw Nan's latest video. I saw a little bit of it, yes. Uh, I watched it with Paula. We find his stuff. It's, he's fantastically funny, we find. I mean, he always was, but this this video series he's been doing has just been amazing. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, but, I mean, like, it, it's to the point where last night I went to go to the Dep to pick something up near my house, the little corner store. Right. You know how far that is, right? That's like a 30-second walk. Maybe yes. a minute if you're going slow. Yeah. They're doing work on the street, so I can't cross halfway through. I've actually got to go all the way to the end of the street and cross, which adds like maybe like, what, 30 seconds to the commute? Nothing that bad. Yeah. I walked down there yesterday to go pick something up. They have closed the entirety of the street. Really? I, in theory, would have had to walk down two more blocks just to cross the street and walk back two blocks to get there. That is... And then do the whole thing in reverse get home. It would have added an extra, like, easily 5 to 15 minutes to my walk. Oh, my God. Just to go fucking pick up, like, vegetables at the Depener. Yeah, construction I, yeah, is... Luckily, they, they weren't working because it was so late at night. I was able to just walk through the construction zone where the fence had been taken down slightly. Okay. So I cheated it, but, like, realistically, had they been working Even, right then... Yeah. I, I would have just been like, oh, cool, this, like, three-minute walk is now taking me 20 minutes. Right. Absolutely. Just... Ugh. I today too coming back from the SAAQ of course I didn't have the car so I'm busing yeah and they're literally doing work in like a perfect like they basically cut off a, like one lane of the road okay for all of like four car widths like it's a tiny chunk of road they're working on oh no but right on top of the bus stop 
And there's no signage for like, oh, the bus is not here. So I literally asked the guys, I'm like, there's four guys working. I'm like, any guess where the bus picks up? And he goes, before or after? I was like, that doesn't help. Because if it stops before or I'm after, it's not stopping me again. Yeah. And he finally, they ended up waving the bus down and pointing at the group of people standing there. So he knew to come stop for us. Oh, God. And it's just, it's so, ugh. I mean, that that is the, uh, that is the city we live in, right? That's as I say, Montreal. If it isn't white and covered in snow, it's orange and covered in construction. Yes, our national bird is the orange-breasted pylon. <laughs> you know, it... I don't know, like, it's just... It, and I mean, there's construction going on throughout time. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really matter when I'm driving to work or to school or home from work or home from school or wherever. There's just traffic everywhere. You're going to run into it, and I just... And it seems worse. I'm like, I know I'm complaining about something very, very um, regional. And I don't know if we have that many international listeners. But well, if like we, we said, do, we know we have a few. We know but... we have at least a few. But for those, uh, for most of those who do live in Montreal, you can relate. Yeah. You know where we're coming from. So can I do a positive driving story? Yes. So got my license. It was... Almost a week later, and I had yet to drive again. Like, just circumstance never arose for me to be behind the, the wheel again. Okay. It was either, like, I'm getting picked up, Paul is already driving, or I had a drink already, so I can't drive again. Or just, like, you know, I came home. There was one day where, actually, Paul suggested I take the car, and then decided, oh, I might need it. She never used it all day. Okay. Anyways, uh, two days ago, had a meeting with our DJ for the wedding, uh, which was a very fun conversation. We chilled with Tim Hortons. And at the end of this, I told Paula, I have my car key, I'm dropping you off at home, and taking the car out for just myself. Okay. I dropped off the corner of my of our building, pulled into the gas station for a second to hook up my phone, put the volume up, lower the windows, and just had Siri shuffle my favorite artist, the Decemberists, right. and just said, I'm going to go for a drive. Went down to Lakeshore, beautiful drive by the water, as much as I was on drive, not looking at the scenery. Every stop sign took a few extra seconds. It was dead. It was 11 at night. There was like two other cars the entire 10, 20 minutes I drove. Hmm. But I finally got that drive by myself, and I think that was magical. Yeah. Like, do you remember your first time driving alone? I'm curious. Yes, I do. I do remember um, I do remember my first solo drive. It wasn't very exciting. It was just driving to McDonald's. But even that, like, you remember, like, you remember what song you put on? No. No, I feel no, like you'd be the I'm one sorry, who it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Uh... That's it. Someone else. I thought it was you actually. No, that's why I brought it up. Someone else told me they remember like the exact song they put on, or at least the artist they put on, or what CD they had in the 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 CD player. I don't remember that much. I think it was just the radio for me. It was. It was. Uh... Yeah. So that was my one thing I knew. I was getting in the car. I didn't go anywhere. I literally drove down Lakeshore until I got to uh, one of the boat or yacht clubs where I could turn into their parking lot, take a pretty photo of the water, hmm. and then just came right back. Yeah. It was maybe. 10 minutes both ways it was really just a after all of this after having a learner's board for 10 years and being a lazy asshole mm. and finally getting a driver's license I had not let alone driven driven alone since I got it Okay. so I wanted to just take the car myself That's really apparently simple. Paula sat at home having a very fun text message conversation for wedding related stuff uh, which I came back to to find Carol or one of our friends that just summed it up as uh, the summary was really, it was like summary was like so-and-so's crazy, so-and-so's okay, yes to puppies, um, Pokemon at the wedding, 
And I was like, wait, what did I miss? And I go back through 30 messages. Oh my god, what? It, a... was, it, was, it was very satirical and, like, tongue-in-cheek summary, it turns out, but I was very confused when I got yeah, home. Yeah, I mean, just that, that, that recap is very confusing. Yeah, no, it was a very, like, once, once I heard the whole conversation made more sense, but it was one of those, like, and I, a few of my other group chats will do that sometimes, if someone comes in being like, whoa, okay, I missed, like, X number of messages, someone summed this up for me. And we'll try to do the, like, shittiest summary possible. Like, take things completely out of context and just, like, very vague. Mm-hmm. So it was just a good way to get back to my first drive. Where I found out Paula had only partially used Find My iPhone to track me as I was driving. Only partially. <laughs> yes, I asked it the whole way. She's like, I stopped partway. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I guess it means that uh, she, she cares about you. I think she cares more about the car. Uh, I mean, I guess the car costs more. I think that's more the worry was the car and cared about me being safe, but was more about the car being destroyed or damaged or something. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to share it, and I feel a little embarrassed because I realized the song that came on first, I hit shuffle, started going, and the first song that came on as I hit the gas was The Mistral by The Decemberists, which I is a song of art from those I actually really do enjoy. Okay. Uh... It turns out I misheard the first line of the song, and I remember I randomly thought about this earlier today as a subject for the like a future show. I was okay. like, was misunderstanding lyrics. Oh god, I got so many of those. Yeah. I don't even make like a full. I don't think it, we just do it now for like five minutes because I don't think it would really fill a whole half hour. It wouldn't fill a whole half hour. So I misconstrued the first line, and I even played for Paula, and she heard it as well the way I heard it. And the way I heard the first lyric was, "So we already wrecked the rental car." Okay. So I thought this was really funny. I came home. I played it for her. She heard it. And goes, oh my god! What are the what are the odds of all the songs to ever come on as you're starting your first drive? <laughs> and I wanted to look it up now to make sure I quoted it exactly to you because that'd be a fun story. And I'm reading the first line. It's so we already wrecked through the reservoir. Oh. And it now loses some of the meaning. I guess yeah, that's <laughs> a little bit different. But uh, still, I... still my first car song. I'm happy with that. And whoever it was that suggested, I. Put on a good song for my first drive. Thank you for suggesting that. Might have been Rob. Probably was Rob. I really don't remember anymore. Um, I think for me, one uh, one big misheard lyric I think would be uh, what what's it called Muse Muse uh, Resistance. Okay. And there's one part in the song. Where it's in like the 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 bridge before the chorus, mm-hmm. and it says it could be wrong, could be wrong. Must erase it fast. That's the actual lyric. Okay, I'm I'm like I'm like, I'm like playing in my head. I've listened to these in a while, actually. This the lyric I heard at first, and I have my my buddy Jesse to confirm that is, masturbate too fast. <laughs> that was a Pillsbury Doughboy laugh. Oh, sorry, um, a mouthful but, of beer. <laughs> oh God. And, like, I still hear it. It was like, masturbate too fast. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I guess that's an issue. Right, we can go to that song after the episode. Like, now. you're going to have to, like, you you know, you could discover fire. if you. I guess if you do it too fast, you can, like... Um, but the biggest mind, the biggest mind fuck that I had with lyrics, and this came on Reddit, actually, a few months ago. Okay. Was Green Day's Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, again, going through the song in my head, being like, so it's I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. known. Don't know where it goes. How, how does what's the next line for you? I'm having a blank right now. Okay. <laughs> you continue, please go ahead. Okay. So, 
most people think, but it's only me, and I walk alone. The actual lyric apparently is, but it's home to me, and I walk alone. Really? Yeah, and someone mentioned that. Someone brought that up, I forget, in like an Ask Reddit thread or something, and everyone was just like mind blown. Can I actually share a different music fact I learned thanks to Reddit this week? Okay. Um, it was the Ask Reddit of, um, what is something you learned like way too late in life? And the top answer, you always have that, that smart ass who shares something that isn't very crucial, but like it's still a fun thing that he's like, I'm embarrassed for me, there's long to figure out. And it was why Eminem goes by the rapper name Eminem. And I'm assuming you know. Why Eminem goes by Eminem? I thought this was common knowledge. I'm surprised more people don't know this. What is his actual name, Eminem? Marshall Mathers. His initials ah. are oh, M and M. M and M. Um, that was, I don't know why, I'm not even a big fan of rap music. As much as I listen to it, it's mostly other people playing his stuff, if anything. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know why I learned that or where. And, like, all the comments were being like, wow, really? Next you're going to tell me you didn't understand why City and Color is called City and Color. And then I looked at this being like, wait, why oh, are they called City and Color? Fuck. Did you just figure it out? Dallas Green. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I, I didn't know his name. Okay. So it never, it never, it was never like a, I, like you clearly know Dallas Green. I know the name, never know he was I, City and Color. I, never like, I never head. made the connection. I was, I'm not, I'm not the biggest City and Color fan. I saw, Nor am I, yeah. I saw him in concert for free uh, when I was in Toronto, because Carol, our friend Carol, had mm-hmm. an extra ticket. Right, you did go to that show. But I never, I guess, dwelled on it long <laughs> enough to make that connection, and oh, wow. Yeah, no, this is one of those, I shared it with some coworkers, and, like, a few of them were like, yeah, duh, that's, like, super obvious, and three or four of them were like, wait, what? That's it, it's like... <laughs> oh, it's, it makes me laugh, I love that kind of stuff, those weird... I actually just had to write, and I, 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 I don't think he listens, so I'm not spoiling anything, but I recently had to write up some, um, uh, little blurbs for the wedding, uh, concerning the, the best men, the bridesmaids, my brothers, and just, like, sort of, like, little, like summaries of them in a cute little like form uh suffice to say was it made me remember on the topic of like the the meaning of words or like the meaning of something the the etymology to to be specific my brother who is the smartest kid i know like book smart like he's he's not dumb like street smart we're talking sam yeah sam sorry um just for you to clarify my my youngest my youngest of the brothers uh he's like an engineering student when he graduated from Riverdale, they literally handed him a, like, reusable bag on stage because he had too many awards to accept. Okay. And then he still had to go up three more times for three other things. Oh, wow. Like, it was a joke. We I killed my mother's phone's battery recording him. It was so funny. Wow. And he's the smartest kid that when we're sitting somewhere, at, I believe it was an IHOP, actually, now that I'm being really specific, it's not like a Denny's or something like U.S.-only breakfast chain. And he suddenly has the realization that pancakes are cakes made in a pan. Oh, God. And it was just, like, this amazing moment of, like, all of us who, like, are not dumb people, me, another friend, another my other brother. Like, we're all, like, relatively smart, but we always praise Sam as being, like, best in his class, highest grades on, like, a honors always, like, top of everything and, like, in, like, the advanced programs. Right. And here we are watching him discover that, being like, I am so worried for the world we're leaving behind. <laughs> oh, no. I think at the same time I then went, next you're going to tell me windshield surprised you too, and he goes, it shields you from the wind! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
There was also one more. There's a third one too, where he figured it in French, arc en ciel or a rainbow in French. Is arc en ciel sky, is an arc in the sky. Uh, a sky arc. <laughs> like I, like it's like I a end. basketball move. The sky arc. The sky hook. The jump shot. The hook move. The throw ball. You're losing me here. Basketball. What? What ball? That's the one with the peach baskets and the the, the guy in the stripes. Michael Jordan. He's the basketball dude. He is the basketball dude. I know that because of basketball, not because of other movies. Space Jam, eh? Yes. Yeah. We've all so been there. have we and settled... Haynes. Have uh, they settled anyway. that rumor? Are they making a second one or not? I, I haven't heard anything. I'm gonna... I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. I don't know. I'll look it up later, but I remember hearing rumors a while ago that it was in Yeah, production. but it wouldn't be with Michael Jordan. It would be No, with it was gonna be... You know, um, LeBron James. That was it, yes. LeBron James. Like, I, it had come up as a rumor, like, years ago, and then, like, resurfaced again this year, if I'm not mistaken. And it was like, no, it's actually happening this time. And I'm like, I'm not okay with this, <laughs> but I want more Space Jam, so I'm gonna have to live with it. Yeah. Well, can I give you a tip? <gasps> Tip. That was actually really good. I gotta say, that's not bad at all. I don't actually have a tip to give you, to be honest. Would the tip be that you work on my segues? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yep. How I just did it, that's how you <laughs> that's, should be doing that's it. That's how you bring up something totally irrelevant with a matching word. Yeah. Got it. Make a pun. Make a bad pun. Today's episode is speaking of which, just the tips. <laughs> you were looking forward to that too much. I'm I had that planned all day. <laughs> long i like this is the this is the climax of my day right now is just to say that pun and to just i hear the groan of the people who are going to be listening to this podcast and i I already know i already know i'm getting at least one message being like you actually fucking said that didn't you now do i actually title this episode just the tip (laughs) Nah, we'll 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 stick to our our typical uh, formula I mean, technically, it would be still correct. Yeah, just, uh, you know, we're talking to... today. We're talking about tipping at restaurants or in other um, service contexts, and if it's appropriate, and how you feel about it. I'm glad you clarified because that's like my biggest thing. And I don't know if we want to start right away and jump off here, but jump off. It's where tipping happens. Um, I have never worked a job in service like that, like restaurant service. Neither have I. So I've never had to be on the receiving end of tipping. I have spoken to many people who have, who are both pro and con, so I'm going to go in very unbiased, but my biggest pet peeve is that you cannot accept tips in some places. Yeah. Like, at the same time, I get it. It's not to, it it looks like you're paying off the employee and you don't want to give the air of like, if you do a little extra for me, I'll give you a little extra. Yeah. And I get that because I could see certain companies where it isn't well managed or stores where it's a little more picky. That becomes a thing. Right. And I mean, you kind of already see it with, um, a future shop that since closed down used to do, um, commission on top of their paychecks. So it basically incentivize their staff to get the deal that was better for their, their wallet than for the customer. Right. So I feel like it would almost go the same way. Like, you know, when I worked at Best Buy, if someone was willing to flash me a tip or, you know, be like, I'm going to tip you after this, I might be a little quicker at finding their TV for them. I might be a little, like, more inclined to 
do a little more research into their stuff. Like, I could see that if I was offered a tip at a job where I didn't love what I did and management didn't care, yeah, I'd probably go a little further for the customer, but out of my own interest, not the customer's. Yeah, a lot of this then just, like, in the right environment. Yeah. Or in the right um, combination of circumstances. And that's why I think at least the one good thing about tipping in restaurants, like, I mean, I'll get to a lot more good and bads. One of the things I do like, though, is that it's it's on the table, pun not intended. Oh. Oh, God. No, I, th- I feel like you intended that. I actually really didn't. I was trying to find another word to use, and that's what came up, and I was like, that's a pun. Fuck. That is a pun. But he was charged. Damn it. But what I really mean to say, though, is because there is the possibility of a tip unfortunately a force upon you in most cases mm-hmm. it's at least not going an extra step above to, to force you to give it right like you're not going to walk into a store and be like i'm going to tip whoever helps me 10 percent uh where normally the tipping is zero who's going to help me and suddenly a force after fighting to help you when normally they wouldn't give a shit because their paycheck's the same end of the day yeah hmm. i was watching that great chug sorry I uh, didn't expect that it was going to be my turn to talk at that oh, point. Oh, I felt I was going on for way too long. I wanted to give you a chance. Um, there's a really good chug going on. I want to appreciate it. In terms of where tipping is expected, obviously the main place is going to be in the restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Because at least in North America, a lot of restaurant staff make under minimum wage because the tips supposedly make up for that. So, I found out, apparently, that is no longer true. Okay. They do make roughly minimum wage, if right. not minimum wage. However, I don't know what the exact reasoning is. I feel like, again, one of those things where it's like a secondhand information. Yeah. There's about 8% of their paycheck that is um, taken from them for whatever reason for this industry. So, the tips are essentially there to cover that. So, if on a meal you tip less than 8%, it affects the it affects their minimum wage amount. Hmm. So if you're tipping, if everyone tipped exactly eight percent at all times, they would make a minimum wage. Really? Anything over is pocket pocket money. Anything under takes away from the grand total. Okay. I don't know if this is an exact science or an exact number or if there's a better explanation for it, but this is what was explained to me by people in this industry or who have worked in this industry. All right. Well. I guess the fact remains that tipping is now something that is expected to a point where if you don't tip, if you don't leave a tip, mm-hmm. it's like super, super frowned upon. It's not illegal, obviously, but it's super like you are a bad person. And I mean, you say expected. I almost say in some places even required. In fact, some restaurants, it's... large enough groups, just add the 15%. They do. They add the gratuity. If I, I believe it's usually parties of six or more. Yeah. And they don't necessarily tell you this. So a lot of times people will still tip on top of that, not realizing it. Yeah. Because they were never told. This is true. That's, Actually, a little, that's, a, that's in specific shady yeah. instances, but still shady. Yes, but... And also, there's obviously the habit of, I guess, tipping... Or withhold not 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 okay tipping less or withholding a tip entirely because the food is bad, which I don't agree with. No, that is something I have never done. I've withheld tips. I've 
tipped nothing. I've tipped like one percent. I've you... tipped like pennies. I've okay. done the whole spectrum of tipping. Like I have gone as low as zero, and I've gone as high as like fifty percent tip. Right. And I'll go through a few of those if you'd like. But it's always been for the service, never the quality of food. That's good because there are so many people who lower tips because the food isn't to their liking and it's like you're not tipping the chef the chef you are tipping the person who is bringing you the food it's like it's like me let, let's say in my area of work let's say i did work on tips if the product i sold you is defective but i gave you very very good service yeah do i lose my tip because the product isn't good or do i lose my tip because I was being an asshole to you. If I was being an asshole to you, then by all means, don't, don't tip. tip. Yeah. But if the product is not good, that's not anything I could do. I could serve it up to you on a friggin' velour pillow and, Ooh, um, you, know, you know, tell you about your granddaughters and stuff and whatever. I don't know. That, that, that didn't come out very well. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> carry on, I guess. But, you know, be, be chit-chatty is, is I guess, oh. a good way to put that. And just be, be friendly and open. And and yet, if the product isn't good, suddenly I lose my tip, which is stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. We have comments. Like, we should definitely... we got some really good comments. Yeah, I wanted. To, I, I honestly didn't look at the comments. Um, I peeked at a few of them. I, I just... I know you're usually the one who's going on top of them. But yeah. I'm kind of excited now that I don't know them. I want to go into them a little more blind, a little more, like... Well, our friend Fred is the first comment that we have... And she says that she absolutely despises the practice. She worked in the service industry and would have preferred to be paid the minimum salary than a lower one to, quote-unquote, compensate for tips. On the flip side, the notion that good service equals good tip is silly. Yeah, I I see what she means. And, I mean, the reason I always bring up this subject... uh, Have you ever seen the Reservoir Dogs? Yes, yeah. I mean, the, you're, the you're talking about the opening tipping scene. Yeah, with Steve Buscemi, aka yes. Mr. Pink. Yes, I, I, I meant to rewatch it before this, and I just never got around to it. It's such a good film. It I have it on film. DVD, still like plastic wrapped. I know he got a lot of like his yeah. character got a lot of hate from the other characters for that. I do remember. But that. I mean, I agree with Fred though. Is I understand tipping for exceptional service, but it should not affect your livelihood. Like, the fact that you work in a food service industry versus you who works, or myself, who work in standard retail industry. Yeah. We do roughly the same thing. Probably, I think, uh, food service probably does more than we do. I would imagine so. Like, as much as they're not the ones cooking the food or prepping the food, they're cleaning, dealing with more people, running around, keeping track of stuff. I think it's more impressive what they do. And if at the end of the day, I knew they were getting minimum wage, I didn't need to tip. I probably still would if it was, like, standard, just because they did a good job and I want to say thank you and give them a lecture. Like, like, what's your personal tipping philosophy? Like, what do you, what, what's your tipping policy, I, I tip, fifth, I, I tip pretty much 17 to 18% on anything and everything. Right. I will lower that to 15 if it was, like, eh service. Uh, if it's anything really cheap, like I've had times where I went to a bar and picked up like one drink, I'll tip like a dollar amount rather than a percentage because it's kind of shitty. Right. And that's again with the whole advent of digital uh, cards for paying. It's kind of hurt that the bartenders. Yeah, it has. Um, so I always, I under, I've learned that. So I've started just tipping like a dollar amount, almost like 50% in some cases if it's like a really nice person. Mm-hmm. But realistically, it's, I, t- I start high and I bring it down a bit. I can think of a few times where I've tipped 
virtually nothing or like one percent i feel is even worse it gives a message it's not like i forgot it's i intentionally gave you shit yeah and those are usually times where it's like really bad service i was ignored the staff did nothing i got sass from them uh there was one once where i was at a bar my waitress goes i'm leaving um i'm transferring to the, the other girl i think i finished my drink had a few more fries and like 20 minutes left and went to go pay this other girl, pulled out cash, close to exact change, just by luck, I pulled out the right number of bills, and hand them to her, put my hand back in my pocket, and she goes, you know, you're supposed to tip me. And my hand came out of the pocket, and I went, I was supposed to, and I walked the fuck away. There you go. Because you did nothing. You literally showed up and took my money. You, the other girl came in and was super nice. I still, she's one of the waitresses in the cabins I still talk to on a regular basis. Right. Very nice, took care of us, was timely, would have gotten a 20% tip, no question. Mm-hmm. But you've literally come in and within 20 minutes gave me shit, gave me sass, and did nothing? Yeah, keep the four cents, I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I did not tip. But I've definitely been in a situation where I tipped less because I felt like I was being treated, like, less than favorably. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't expect, you know, especially depending on the place. I'm going to just a bar. I'm not expecting, like, this top quality hand and foot service. You know, I'm not expecting... I'm not expecting the freaking mansion in Beauty and the Beast, you know? I'm not expecting the freaking <laughs> utensils and the candles to start dancing for me. Although, if they did, do you have to tip all of them then? I would definitely give a larger tip in general. I guess have them split up themselves afterwards. Makes more yeah, sense, yeah, that's it. I'm their guest. Um, <laughs> you know? Nice, nice. Uh, but I always like figured if I were in a position where the service was so bad that I didn't even want to leave a tip, I would still leave, like, a five-cent tip. So, if I can do another story, that was another one we did recently. What? Um, or do you have one you want to go on? Yeah, well, no, I was just saying, is like, I don't want them to think that I forgot to tip them. I want them to know that I actively and consciously thought about it. Mm-hmm. But as much as I am sympathetic to you maybe making a lower wage, I cannot, in good faith, give you... Because, it, you know, I, like I said, I've never been in that position. I've never gotten to that point where it's like, I have to do this. But if I would, I would do that. So it would be like, I remember to tip you, but your service and your attitude and everything was just so bad that I'm literally just tipping you this. So I still gave you money, but I'm not giving you more than what I feel you uh, earned. No, so Paul and I did that maybe two, three weeks ago. Exactly that. We had gone to get burgers at a place. I won't name it because... I do love this place, and they do really good food, and I love the food. Okay. It was just a day of shit staff for right. some reason, and it was, we got seated. We even specifically said, like, oh, we'll take us one in the corner of this so we can be away from people, and they immediately, in this giant empty yard, put two people right next to us. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe they wanted these seats. Not their choice. It's, I'll let it pass. But it was already a poor note to start on. They then went to... Um, Brought us, our, brought us our food, didn't refill our... And again, like the refilling the water. As simple as it is. You have someone who passes by every few minutes. You see a water's empty, come refill it. I shouldn't have to ask you to fill my water. I respect if I literally sat down, chugged it, and you come back, check the menus, and then you see it's empty and come back. Yeah. 
But like, if you bring my food and my cup is empty, you should immediately go get the water and bring it back. That should be a common courtesy. Didn't do it. Both our cups were empty. We had to uh, finally wave one of them down and ask for you uh, more utensils, more napkins, um, condiments they didn't offer us or bring. Uh, and then Paula had paid for extra sauce on her burger, but forgot to ask for no tomatoes. Took tomatoes out, realized most of the sauce went with it, and just said, can I get more of the sauce I paid extra for because it all came off from the tomatoes, it's my bad. Like, except, except, excepting the, I forgot to ask for no tomatoes, and it's now my fault that I've lost most of the sauce, can you just give me a little more of it? And he goes, well, that's the kitchen, we don't have that sauce normally. Well, uh, can, can you ask the kitchen for some then? Like, is that, like, I don't, what reaction do you want from us? Finally gets back with uh, condiments and cutlery. My fries are mostly cold, but I'm not picky, so I'm still eating them. Mm. Paula's sitting there with an open-faced burger, waiting for sauce, finishing all of her fries already. I have completely finished my burger, my fries, my drink. We are still waiting. Finally, someone completely out of the blue comes out and hands her a small thing of sauce on her now cold burger. She's starving, so she eats it anyways. We continue to wait. We finally wave the guy down, and we get what I think is the most douchebaggy thing. We wave the guy down, and he goes, I know it's coming, and keeps going, and I'm like, our bills? Because we haven't asked for them yet, but that's what we're about to do. So you're clearly being bullshit to us. Right. Comes back again, get his attention because he didn't bother to come back to us. We had to get his attention. Sorry, this is such a long, ranty story. Yeah. Uh, I really... It's frustration. Ask for bills. Wait. Brings it back. I'm already holding the debit card so he knows I need the machine. Doesn't bring the machine. Goes again. And we're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. I finally go, fuck, you know what? I have cash. The bill was like 39-something, like 39-80-something. I had a 20, Paul had a 20. Two 20s on the table, walked out. Damn. And like... Sorry, that was a really long one. No, it's fair. And it's like, on one hand, I totally get a lot of people who are like, I would not tip less than 15%, even if I really didn't like the service, because these people are sort of relying on us. And in fact, our buddy Stu Mm -hmm. says, you know... It doesn't work well here because servers are taxed 8% of their sales extra by the government. So if you tip less than that, the servers are paying for part of your meal, pretty much. Oh, that was the thing I said. I didn't know it was real or not. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Just on confirmed. That, um, Thank you, Stu. That's it. Um, and then on another thought is that a lot of people, what people are saying here, I actually have some people who worked in restaurants who have that experience. So our mm. friend, uh, my friend Jesse, you probably know Jesse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, so, you know, 15% if the service was not to standard, 20 if it was above and beyond. Yeah, I, um, I, I can abide by that. That's, that's pretty much what I do right now. If it's sub, if it's standard or even sub at 15, you have to really shit on my parade. That's it. To get like a zero or 1%. A lot of people have like a number that they start at. So our buddy Nikita, Nick, uh, says he starts at 25%, and it goes down every time something is not up to their standard. In other words, a waiter that is above and beyond gets 25%, and every time he or she messes up, it goes down by 5%. So he has a very hard and fast policy. Ooh, that is... I like that, though, because it gives you... If you're really good, you're going to score good with him. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, things like that. And then my cousin... Actually, my cousin Brian. One more one more comment. Uh, we got a bunch. Uh, no, go very, to your very bedroom. Uh, first of all, my cousin Brian, shout out to him. He just got engaged. Um, to his girlfriend. Uh, so we got to give him a shout there. I know he listens. So uh, good for you. Man. Congratulations, uh, Can't wait to be at your wedding. I presume I'm getting an invite, but no and pressure. I know you're, I'm your plus one. Yeah, of course. You know, who else would be? Yeah, seriously. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, fuck. Doghouse. 
Yeah. I'll edit, I'll edit, I'll edit. Please do. Uh, <laughs> what? Continue. What? Oh, God. Please edit. <laughs> uh, basically, he says, always 18% plus unless something goes terribly wrong. Tips are a major part of people's incomes, and I don't want to deprive them of their livelihood. In terms of my own tip situation, I receive tips at my job, but still get paid a living wage. In my case, any tip at all is appreciated. He works at a coffee shop. Um, so for him, he makes the livable wage and, you know, he has a little tip jar at the front that people can drop their, their coins in if they need to. But it seems like there's definitely a difference between people who work in the service industry and people who don't is that the people who work in the service industry, you won't see them too often. They'll either be on one or two ends of the spectrum. Either they will never, ever go below like a 15% because like, yes, mm. as shit, maybe this person's having a bad day. They're in a bad mood. But on the other hand, some of them are more critical. Because, like, I know what good service is. Yeah. I've provided it before, and this is not cool. I, like, I would never stand for this. Like, my mom. My mom owns her own retail store, mm-hmm. right? And so whenever she gets service that she does not like from another retail location, she will be extra critical and be like, Mom, you understand. Like, sometimes, you know, customers are unreasonable. Sometimes this happens. Like, no, but in my store, this would never fly. Like, I work in customer service. I mean, we've gotten that in our, in our retail oh, yeah. environment. And we don't tell me that working in our retail environment has not ruined you for that kind of stuff. Oh, it definitely has had oh, an effect. Oh, I am such... Like, I, I, I feel so snobbish when I go somewhere and get, like, average service that I'm, like, appalled that this is the service I'm getting. And I'm thinking, like, ten years ago, I would have been, like, I wouldn't have cared about this. Um... But I would say is, I guess it shows here, people who work in that industry and kind of work have worked for tips or still do work for tips do get it more. And I feel like even though we don't work in that specific environment, we work in an environment that highly praises customer service in a sense that above most other companies. And it's one of those things where like when I go somewhere and the service is good, I make, sh- even if I, if, if I can't tip, I make sure they know or I find a way to thank them. Um... Paula's father and I actually just went and got, um, he's getting his whole suit made, I'm seeing a shirt done, uh, made to measure by this, this guy in Little Italy. And it's one of those things where it's, it's an expensive shop, it's high class quality, it's like, yeah. these guys know their stuff, it's their living. Like, we're watching him there mark this, like, the mock suit to figure out where the lines all go, and I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and Michael finally says and goes like, I've watched you put maybe like 40 random white lines on this suit, and you just know what they mean. Like, you were going to take this back later and see these two lines over here on the inside of this and go, oh, yeah, i got to take that in this much and this. Like, that is marvelous. And it's because it's a passion. It's someone who works in a field they're passionate about. And that was the experience, right? It's such a good customer service. I wish I could have turned around to tip them. Yeah. And even though I couldn't, Michael had actually brought them all cookies. Oh, of course he did. Because he had gone the previous time for the first round of measurements... And was just blown away by their service. And he just... It was a relationship he was happy to have. And we ended up chatting for like 30 minutes before we left. Because they were just passionate about their product. That's and that cool. to me was just like... I will recommend... like If you ever need to buy a suit or a shirt made to measure. Or like custom fit. Or even just off the rack. And you live in Montreal. And you live in Montreal. I will send you to these guys. Because they deserve every penny of business they can get. Because they do right. the best work. Well, I'll tell a story. Do. I like now, stories. here's the thing. When I drink... I get very generous with my tips. <laughs> like, uh, I don't remember what the occasion was, but I was at a local bar, and I was definitely more than a little tipsy. 
and the bill I think came of a few by. of these so far. The bill came by, and I want to say it was like ten dollars. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I tip by I could tip twelve dollars, you know, a good twenty percent. Like me personally, I never said my personal policy is I usually go twenty percent. Mm-hmm. If the service is bad, I usually go fifteen. I've never been in a situation where I would tip less than fifteen. It would have to be really like extreme for me to go less. So for me, it's tw- fifteen to twenty. But when I drink, the twenty gets a little blurred. So I thought twelve dollars, okay, cool. And then for whatever reason in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my bill is $12. So I calculated another tip on top of the $12. I'm like, okay, cool, $15. So there I go. I give her $15. And she actually looks at me, the waitress. She's like, that's really generous. And I just look at her. I'm like, I, I, but I want you to have that. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not having, okay, well, it's 20%. Maybe she's not used to getting 20%. Like maybe most people go 15 and then in the morning, I'm like, you fucking moron. You tipped her 50%. <laughs> and unfortunately, that that's actually a bit of a habit. Is if I do drink, if you catch me drunk and you are my waiter or waitress, expect a solid tip. Even if you're bad. Like, even if you're not, not too nice to me, I'll probably still tip That you. is somewhere I'll usually tip a little more, though, I find, is bar. Especially when you're paying by the drink or, like, just one or two drinks. Because I find, like, as much as you say 20%, on ten bucks, it's only two dollars. Yes, it's not by no means bad. I'm sure compared to most people who just put their debit card and hit the fifteen or the eighteen percent button, this is already a bonus for that person. But those are the ones where I'll usually just put like anything under like twenty bucks. I'll just put like three or four bucks on. Yeah, it's just it's easier than trying to do the math, and I feel like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm being cheap. Like it's always the thing. It's like yeah, I only bought one drink for like four dollars, and I'm gonna tip you. 20 cents or i'm doing bad math i'm sure but whatever the case is so it's like uh just here's six and call it even it's, it's two bucks on four bucks it's like i what yeah. i don't know it, it, it's it's interesting tipping though i think we're getting to the end we sort of we didn't have too much more organization this time but i guess to summarize our thoughts mm-hmm. in the sense that to have a final say about tipping because because comments that i i didn't really have a chance to get to is that Tipping is very much, it seems, a North American uh, thing. When I was in Europe, it was actually not expected in no. many places. Some places even just straight up say no. Yeah, it's actually almost insulting. Mm-hmm. At least that's what some people say. Is like uh, Fred actually said when she was in Seoul, South Korea, it was almost considered insulting to leave a tip. Yeah, it's like saying like you need this. Yeah, it was almost yeah, it's an insinuation maybe of like. Yeah. But so tipping is very much a North American thing because waiters in Europe or in, you know, other areas of the world, do get a, wow, okay, do get a livable wage. So, I guess the idea is that, for, for me at least, the way I see tipping is that I wish it wasn't a thing. I really do, because, you know, I wish tipping was sort of a, hey, your service is really good, here's some extra. Yeah. But it wasn't something that was expected every time, because, honestly... I'm going to sound so, like, this is going to sound really shitty of me, very very bougie of me, <laughs> but it's not, like, I don't feel like, much like I pay for other things without a tip, why at a restaurant am I suddenly expected to pay for part of this person's wage? No, you're 100%. Like, as much as I know these people do deserve to be paid a livable wage, they absolutely do, but why isn't the restaurant itself? Providing that, you know, a lot of them, yes, a lot of them do operate in deficits. We can get into that whole thing. But, like, like, 
as Stu said, you know, why are we operating on the assumption that the customer is going to pay? Because there are some asshole customers out there who just don't tip. Yeah. Or they tip like, you know, they round up to the nearest dollar and that's your tip. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, fuck, you're, you suck. <laughs> like I said, did it within reason. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I've always said I would like to see a world where tipping was encouraged anywhere and everywhere but was not required. Guy comes to your house, installs your plumbing, and is super charming and pleasant and, like, really nice, and you, he brings his own tools, and he cleans up after himself, and, you, you know, here's an extra 20 bucks. Yeah. You know what? Back when I worked at Best Buy, one of my stories I just wanted to share. Took care of this guy, top to bottom, like, just it was a quiet day, I was able to really put the effort into him. And it was like the most amazing service. And I say, hey, can I help you put that in your car? And he goes, I'll be fine with that. I then pass by the cash register, see him outside with one of my other coworkers helping him load it in the car. And I go, oh, someone else helped him at least. I offered, he didn't think he needed it, but he got someone helped him in the end. That guy got a $25 tip for helping him load a fucking thing into his Porsche. A TV, I think. Like... That hurts. Like, I spent an hour of my day making sure you had the right TV. It measured right in your room. We were doing, like... I used, I had to use the Pythagorean, Pythagorean theorem, fucking seriously. <sighs> he literally had me draw. I drew out a sample of his room. TV was going to go in a corner. TV was this big. If it's sitting in the corner, how far does it have to be? And I'm, like, trying to figure out the sizes of all the things. And I'm, like, this is math class. Fuck you. Super pleasant guy. Can I help you? No. Ooh, I'm actually having trouble. You, guy I've never seen before, here's 25 bucks. Help me put this in my car. Like, uh, really? That's, that's really? So, yeah. So I guess pretty much I'm going to participate in the system of tipping as mm-hmm. long as, you know. It is socially suggested. Suggested. I'd like to see it expand to other fields. Not that I want to get tips for what I do, but it would be nice that if a customer who's very happy with my service decides to give me a dollar or five bucks or buy me a coffee, I don't have to go to my manager and explain, here's some money someone gave me, I don't want it, or tell this customer, no, I can't. Because I've had customers get mad at me. I've had customers get upset that they can't give me a tip. Yeah. Like that's, uh, people want I to, have as well. Yeah. Uh, or people take it aback when they offer, and it's like, I'm sorry, that's very, very nice of you, but I can't accept this. And they're like, oh. Oh, okay. And it's like, like yeah, awkward. you're putting them in an awkward spot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're coming close to the end. We won't do our thank yous, but really, tipping, uh, not even like our listeners, you, the act of tipping, I'm speaking to you directly. All right. All right. Get your shit together. Yeah. Uh, you're going you're gonna to close this off here? Yeah. Um, our usual thank you to Andrea, who we already brought up earlier this episode, but we should bring up again. As I said, she did our amazing art, and she's always doing amazing art and always doing amazing work and amazing stuff in her career. So follow her at Aerie Smiles on Twitter. And keep an eye out for her next round of avatars. This round sold out. The one you retweeted sold out, like, instantly. Really? Yeah. She did another one, like, right after her, though, conveniently. Because she got to the first batch so quickly. But, like, I wanted in on the, the that batch that you tweeted out, and I missed it. Huh. Um, so, follow her so you can catch them next time. You don't lose them. Uh, find She's us. Great. Yeah, she is. Uh, find us on the Twitters. At, at Ryan W. And at Boxless Thought. Do you want people following you on Snapchat? Is that a thing? You, you could. At Ryan W. Same, same thing. Huh. A-T-R-Y-A-N-W. You can follow me on Snapchat. I think mine's also Boxless Thought or Boxless. I gotta admit, I actually restored my phone when iOS 10 came out, which we didn't even touch on today, all the fucking stickers. Ah, uh, that's alright. Um, but when it came out, I restored my phone factory settings, 
and it took me four days to realize Snapchat wasn't installed. <laughs> it, was, it was four days of using a phone before I was like, I want to snap this. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, that'll be the end of our show for today. This is us saying goodbye. Bye. Oh, hang on. Oh, do you want to get into it here? Sh- Shannon likes it when I when I speak up close to the microphone. Apparently, so I'm gonna end off a little bit uh, like that. What right. if uh, what if both of us did that? Uh, that's it's just. Uh, oh, is that is that too little, much? It's a little. That's it's weird. But that's okay. Oh yeah, it's a little, little weird. Uh, hey, I'm on the. It's, it's 3 a.m. in the morning, and the traffic uh, right now is non-existent. non-existent. So your your drive home, if you are driving home at 3 a.m., is gonna be smooth.